now. Bachelor Nation on the After Reality Podcast Network. He is not Will Simmons, but I am Spencer Kitley, and this is After Reality. Welcome back to the Bachelor Nation podcast here on the After Reality Podcast Network, presented to you by our partners at Fantasy 4 Reality. Fantasy, the numeral 4, reality.com. That is where we play all of our fantasy games as we watch our favorite shows. And right now, that's Bachelor in Paradise, Big Brother, and the challenge Spies, Lies, and Allies. And I have some catching up to do on my live scoring for the challenge. So if you're listening to this, apologies. We're going to get it done here in the next couple of days. We'll be back up to speed and rolling with these three shows on Fantasy for Reality and all the team over there, Matt Gray. Uh, it's a fun way to, to, to play along as you watch your favorite shows. As I mentioned, he's not Will Simmons. Will is still unavailable, but... Didn't want to go a week without giving you a pod because this show, Bachelor in Paradise, is absolute gold. This week, we had Joe and Kendall. Thought that would be a big plot line. Guess what? Not a big plot line, but certainly Brendan and Natasha and Piper were a focal point of the show, as were Chris and Alana and this off-site date where only certain people got to attend and we got some new blood infused into the lineup as well. Uh, a lot to dig into. Uh, we also have a new host, but a lot to dig into as it pertains to the Brendan relationship versus, say, the Chris-Alana relationship and how the beach reacted in pretty disparate ways for, for those two relationships. Uh, and I, I think the best place to jump in is, uh, well, I, I, I'd be remiss if I also failed to mention the weird situation, square, triangle, circle, whatever you want to call it, with Demi and Kenny and Mari and Tia, who didn't get a lot of screen time this week uh, other than kind of some commentary with Becca, which I enjoyed. I need more Tia. I want Tia all the time. She's she's funny. She's great. And uh, she'd be a good catch for someone there in paradise. So we'll see what happens for her. We saw Becca kind of hit it off with someone. So uh, a little different dating situation for her than it is for, for most, I suppose, because people hold her in some sort of kind of regard or celebrity. Uh, we'll get into it all. But before we do, I'll do Will's part. Follow us on Twitter at After Reality Pod, like the After Reality TV podcast page on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at After Reality Podcasts. Also, some, also a reminder to subscribe wherever you download your podcast. Maybe it's right here where you are right now, or Spotify, Apple, Google, or Stitcher. And don't forget to check out our website, AfterRealityPodcast.com. So let's get into it. We, we could start anywhere, but the lightning rod of the week seemed to be the Brendan drama, so let's dive in there. Um, two, uh, two of those being, uh, kind of the recently kissed that, uh, Demi kind of ran down for us and, and talked us through who, who all was with who 
or Brendan and Natasha. They 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 recently kissed one another finally after Brendan been slow rolling her for a while. And right on cue, enter Piper, who is here to see Brendan. Um and and really no one else. Serena P is excited by uh by Brendan's eyes. Um uh are really tell the whole story for him. They light up like saucers, like, oh, and, and at first you're like, oh, he's worried, but Homeboy's excited. Natasha, not so excited. Pretty stone-faced as Piper walks in because there were these pre-Paradise rumors of Brendan and Piper. If you didn't catch it in the poolside conversation around Us Weekly and Instagram, and I don't know that this is great for the show. Um, we had some social social media uh, issues on Katie's season. I guess I know I called it Medea on purpose. Um, but Brendan's sweating this thing, and Natasha, she just looks pissed. And everyone is is kind of feeling that cloud hanging over the beach there at Playa Escondida. Piper does get a date card, reads it aloud, and immediately asks Brendan to go on a date. And it was like, whoa, hit the brakes. Just like you could have been a little less just right in the face of everyone. But he does go talk to Natasha and makes it look like he's going to make it look good. But that's about as far as he went uh, this week in making things look good because he did not come out smelling like roses in very similar shoes to uh, what Blake Horseman was in on the last season of Paradise. Uh, fan favorite, likable guy on his season of The Bachelorette, and then pre-existing relationships. Does stagecoach ring a bell for anyone? Uh, he does talk to her, just says, hey, like it didn't go well. And I don't blame her. Like her entire experience is turned upside down. Piper, like, is here. Like, oh yeah, like, we, I, he hasn't really claimed a relationship with you, which leads to their date. And he was like, oh well. There's this moment where he just like, oh okay, well, like we're not acting anymore. Like we can just be real. Like this whole, oh yeah, we don't, we don't really have a relationship, do we? Do we? Oh yeah, wait. Oh, oh, we can say it now. Got it. Oh, but ultimately, these two they laugh about it. She thanks him for playing along, waiting for her. This thing is pre-built, pre-cooked, pre-made, ready to pop in the oven and and go here on the show. But I, it's very interesting. Like everything at the beach is then centered around that, and everyone's feeling badly for Natasha. Don't blame them, and. They're kind of recanting the lack of casualness of Brendan and Piper's relationship because it wasn't that casual. Everyone's pretty curious about what exactly is going on. Natasha, Piper, they do sit down for a chat. Natasha gets the full truth and every bit of it, the full backstory, the full scoop on where Brendan and Piper stand, that she'd been to visit him in Boston. You got the, the, the 411 on everything there. And Natasha, she's just a rather regular Sherlock Holmes here. Like she was asking all the probing questions, being polite about it with Piper because they seem to get along. But this affects Natasha. This affects her time here. This affects her relationship. And who knows? Afterwards, though, Natasha wants to confront Brendan and point blank is like, are you here because of this TV show? And he does not handle this conversation well. Tells her she's entitled to her own opinion. He wants to know what she could have 
possibly explored if it wasn't him. And Brendan pulls a page out of the Mike Dexter handbook and Can't Hardly Wait. And yeah, you know I like to talk about Can't Hardly Wait on this podcast. Pulls the, who's going to want you now, Amanda? Somebody. More like, nobody. That's exactly what he tells Natasha here on the beach as, as this thing shakes out. And it's just not a good look for this guy. He just keeps lying and lying. And he can't lie himself out of this one. But he keeps going. Tells her all this stuff about, hey, I wouldn't hold you back. And if the others wanted to date you, they would have. It just cuts deep. It's not a good look. Abandon ship, bro. And there's all the while, like, we, we're getting live commentary from Tia and Becca, which I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, on the lack of transparency from Brendan. Uh, they know it's obvious. But uh, I want to know what's going on with Tia's relationships here. Um, but she 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 calls out the... Instagram spawn con money for Brendan, Brendan, Brendan and Piper, which I'm wondering if that's drying up as, as we speak. Uh, then we get Brendan and Piper also talking about those IG followers and like how she was getting screen time before she ever showed up much of that screen time. They are indeed getting, but Brendan's getting eviscerated. Meanwhile, she's just worried about IG followers and she is really only focused on that um, he's done all the heavy lifting for the two of them and their spawn con. Everyone else is shaming them for clout chasing, TV time, airtime, being on television. People just want him to leave, but it drives up, drives up pretty quick because that took us tonight too. And we didn't really hear about it because we had a new couple to focus on that everybody was mad at. But before we do that, uh, let's talk just a, briefly about Joe and Kendall, which their piece of, of everything kind of I, I missed my DVR uh, cut off the first 30 minutes of the show but not to fear Hulu is here um, and Joe's here and he's hitting it off with Serena as we know and, but we got that that hey butthead Kindle's here uh, she's in tears pretty quickly Serena's simultaneously freaking out they apparently never really had a big fight Kindle and Joe but she kind of approached it as, hey, I still like you. I'm not over you. I, I need closure. But then she proceeded to be not real kind to him. They were friends uh, afterwards, but Joe was like, hey, like you didn't even try to like come to Chicago. She didn't want to try. And her attitude was like, well, you knew I wasn't moving anywhere for a man. And Joe tells her straight up, like, hey, I like where I am. I'm with Serena. It's pretty clear that Kendall still loves Joe. And not over him, but Joe, I'm pretty sure the jury's out on that, and probably he's out. Uh, Creates a messy situation, though, and so it seems uh, this could get interesting. I think Kendall, the more she sees him with Serena, the more the harder it's going to be for her there. At least she has a support system there on from Ari's season. Her, Becca, and Tia. And what a, a fantastic cast that came out of Ari's season of The Bachelor. Um, I believe that that gave us uh, that gave us uh, Crystal of Goose and Crystal fame. Exactly this. Uh, it also gave us Becca and, and uh, Jenna Cooper who had the faux relationship with uh, Captain Underpants Jordan. Uh, several others, Caroline Lunny, who's been around, Bibiana, who was on this show, as well as Winter Games, Annalise, who we know from her trauma from bumper cars. Uh, 
so many people that have have come out of that one season um not to mention like Lauren who's married with kids with Ari uh, pretty pretty impressive run even even Chelsea the uh, from the single mom from Maine had a had a pretty pretty decent run on Paradise and in, in her second incarnation of the franchise so anyhow shout out to the women of Ari's season season 22 of The Bachelor uh, there's also Noah and Abigail. Not going to go there, but they seem back on good footing this week. Uh, speaking of good footing, that's not the footing that Kenny is on. Uh, we left off with Demi being very jealous of Kenny uh, last week, and now her just spinning after she stole him herself from Mari. But we 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 got to see we have to see what Kenny and Demi say to one another. Like, he presents the naked volleyball date and how he had fun and how he plans on continuing to talk to Tia. Demi thinks it's all uncool and stuff. And he doesn't want her talking or she doesn't want him talking to everyone and her. And Kenny's putting it all on front street, though. He's doing it the right way. So you can't hate on him. Demi's like, you're in a pickle. And basically her answer to everything is like, hey, like, do you want to go to the boom boom room? And at this point, Kenny's like, no, nah, I just want to go to sleep. It's becoming very clear how insecure Demi is and and who she is. She's trying to play this character all the time. But really all she has in her back pocket is this morally casual attitude that she's throwing around at everyone. Um, Yes, I just quoted Animal House. And it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Demi is upset, naturally. And Kenny and Mari are looking like they're getting things back together. I want to know what's going on with the Tia piece of things, though. There's a, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, we didn't unpack it on night two, but let's go to talk about night two. We had a new host, a new party, and new cast members. Uh, and in case you didn't know, birds put two holes together. Um, Noah, Abigail, they're great. They're getting in, they're they're in good good spot. Becca and Aaron seem like they're in a solid couple relationship. Jacinia and Chris. Marissa and Riley, and all of these things get blown up. And, uh, again, Demi's wanting to go to the Boom Boom Room on night night two as well. Uh, enter a new guy, though, but it's a host. It's Titus Burgess. I have no idea who this guy is, but he claims to be the rainbow after the storm. And he has a, quote, tight-ass party with a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And the people that got to go to the party it was, it was about half the cast. Becca, Aaron, Noah, Abigail, Kenny with not Mari or Tia, Jacinia and Chris, Riley and Deandra, James, Thomas, and Demi. Um, also no Kendall, no Serena or Joe, and no Marissa with Riley. Uh, kind of thinking maybe this party's going to give Demi the leg up, but this party is lame. It's not really a club. It's this big empty space. Likely no music because of filming. Were there drinks there? Maybe. I don't know. It didn't look fun at all. I, I mean, there was some worm dancing and uh, Demi doing Demi dance floor moves. But there's others there as well. And Enter Chelsea Vaughn, Alana, Alea, and my Kenna. And we remember Chelsea's great. My Kenna's now a brunette. We don't really remember Alana, and then everyone has a distaste for Alea from her season. But 
Chris makes out with Alana right off the bat and does it again all while Jacinia looks on. It's awkward. And Chris has some explaining to do to Jacinia. She's right there. And more surprises, though, acclaimed singer-actress Olivia Holt, who I think maybe she is, might actually be somewhat acclaimed. I'm just not familiar or acquainted with her music or work. But she does inspire some intense dance floor kissing between Alana and Chris and just rubbing it further into poor Jacinia's face and yet another guy holding someone back, holding holding someone there until the person they want arrives. And this sends Jacinia just running for the hills from the party. I thought maybe she was going to leave the show, but she goes back to Playa and the next day, all kinds of things start unfolding as it pertains to this party. Uh, Mari now wants to talk to Kenny. Uh, that feels really good. He's like, hey, like this feels different than anything I've before, and uh, I would leave here with you today. So he seems to have kind of tested the waters and decided that, that Mari's his girl. But he did at one point in time question like she was only interested when he had the rose. So I don't know. Meanwhile, Demi's going to kill someone and even said she wanted to burn the beach down, but new people from the party, Alana and Chelsea. Um, so we, we got two. the others, I, I guess had to, to pack their bags and head for the Hills. That was Alea and Mike Hanna. who knows? Maybe they'll splice them back in at some point, but Chelsea's here. She wants to talk to Thomas Thomas, who has a complicated relationship with Tammy, don't you know? But it's Aaron, who is kind of with Becca, that gets asked on his first one-on-one date ever. And it's with Chelsea. And this leaves Becca feeling like, eh, Paradise might not be for me. Great editing. Very different experience, though, than handing out the roses yourself. But she does get a fresh start date card. And very classy. Ask Tammy if it's okay to take Thomas on a date. Thomas, who's just gone on a date with Chelsea, and she says yes, but after the fact, she's a mess. She's taking it hard, questioning if she should have stuck with Aaron to begin with. And Thomas says, Becca is like, hey, you're the only girl here that I wanted to date. So it seems genuine from Thomas, which is not a guy that we usually associate that word with. Maybe uh, some genuinity, um, as Jordan might say. She's smiling. She's smitten. She even says as much. And they make out, and they're serenaded by mariachis. Like, what else do you need uh, on, on this date, uh, Becca? Th- Thomas must be a much bigger catch in person at, at all six feet, six inches of him than maybe he comes across on television. Chelsea, Aaron, they had a date. Seemed pretty solid. Homeboy was available. Uh, Alana and Chris, that's where I wanted to get to. They go on a date, but they're also the hot topic and the butt of jokes back at Playa. Uh, a very clandestine duo, star-crossed lovers. Uh, Chris, the guy who told everyone that he and Jacinia were the strongest couple there. But that date isn't really the highlight. The date that they go on, the prosecution of Chris 
when he comes back with Joe presiding is what gets hot. And Chris says he couldn't give what Jacinia was giving, but Joe's not really having that either. And I don't know that I blame him. And who is Chris? Why are you on the show? We don't know you. Joe and Riley, they go hard on Chris. And the level of disrespect that he showed towards Jacinia, which I appreciate them taking out for Jacinia, and he lied about being there for her. He was just biding his time, much the same way that old Brendan's doing. Brendan, get, Brendan has enough friendlies around him, though, that it didn't seem to be that big a deal. All right, this dude, oh, this is the firing squad for Chris. You want to follow your heart and go on that date? Well, follow your heart and get that. F out of paradise is what Jacinia had to say to him. Uh, this dude's got this dude got hit by a bus, and now Alana's pissed too because she's like, "Well, okay, so I can stay here and just have no friends." Tough spot for her, I suppose. And she tells him, "Hey, go figure things out with Jacinia." But guess what? That's dead too. And this is where he feels like he leaves paradise, and he does, and he wants to know if Alana be willing to come with him, and she's like. No, I've only got here 24 hours ago. But also, she's not ready to commit to a committed relationship, so she's leaving alone. I didn't understand why Alana didn't just choose to stay there. Let him leave. Let him kick rocks. You do you. If you're not affiliated with him, you're probably treated a little better. Chris, he goes to get in the same uncomfortable car with Jacinia, and she's like, nope. <laughs> or not with Jacinia, excuse me. With Alana, nope. It's not your car. Uh, kicks him out, and what better way to, to wrap up the week than that? But next week, we will oust people with pre-existing relationships. Who knows? I guess there's really only one, uh, Piper and uh, Brendan. Kenny and Mari look like they're getting even more cozy. Jacinia doesn't want to leave, but does she have a match? Kendall having to see more and more of Joe and Serena. I, I think it's going to get to her. And Becca and Thomas getting close and closer. And little John, Becca's guy, he's going to be back next week or or maybe sometime soon, I hope. Uh, maybe he takes us to the house down the back stretch of the season. Okay? Um, yep, I shouldn't have said that, but uh, that's okay. We're just having fun here on a Thursday night, opening night of football season, doing a little multitasking. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Um, really enjoying Bachelor in Paradise. Will and I will be back next week as a tandem. As it's a lot more fun when there's just when there's two of us than there's one of us. But appreciate you hanging out. Quick check over at Fantasy Four Reality. Fantasy the numeral four reality.com to see how our fantasy scores are stacking up. And Will's not here to know that. He's got almost a 300-point lead on me. That never happens when we play fantasy sports, or fantasy for reality, I should say. His Chris Harrison's ghost team, 2,275 points. My, you down with BIP, yeah, you know me, squad, 1,985 points. Top point getters for the week, 300 points for Chris, and um, I believe 300 points or somewhere thereabouts for Alana as well. Self-evicting. Get you a lot of points. Um, none, neither one of us owned Alana, uh, but a lot of people still left in Paradise. A lot of people still left to come to Paradise. Rumored other cast members, Dr. Joe, 
uh, Kit, um, who's the the fashion designer daughter. Uh, Madison Pruitt is is rumored to be uh, on her way. Connor Sally, Chris Randone. Uh, the the list kind of continues to go on from there. Ed from last season, Demar, Clay Harbor, a lot of options still that are, are rumored to be walking down those steps to the Sands of Playa Escondida, and I can't think of a place I'd rather be than than right there, right about now. Um, but yeah, I'm not there. Austin, Texas, holding it down. Everybody. Have an outstanding weekend. We will catch up with you next week. Before I go, though, I want to remind you, follow us on Twitter, at After Reality Pod, and like the After Reality TV podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, at After Reality Podcast, and also a reminder, subscribe wherever you download your podcast: Spotify, Apple, Google, or Stitcher. And don't forget to check out our website, AfterRealityPodcast.com. You can find me on the Twitter, at Spencer Kitley, that's all one word, or at fantasy the numeral four reality on instagram and twitter and until we chat again we remind you we like bears and mexican food right here on after reality <laughs>